0: Welcome oh, to my show. thank you, Pooh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Journey from Infertility. This is Lindsay. I hope you guys had an amazing week. I want to get into the topic this week in regards to fathers and their grieving i have a good friend who has gone through you know the same thing that i pretty much have gone through and i wanted to get his take on you know the grieving process and what it was like for him because it is a topic that is not discussed on a regular basis you know anytime that i usually talk to somebody about their infertility journey or you know a miscarriage or a loss it's always the mom it's never the dad when i do so me and him bonded over this um because again we've gone through this same similar situation to the point that we both lost a child um and they were pretty along in their journey so it is something that i do want to talk to and kind of just get some insight again from him um just to see what his to see what his grieving process was like and you know any details or any advice that we can give and so i do introduce my friend emmanuel uh-huh. okay So, I wanted to kind of talk to you today about um, the grieving process in regards to dads. Um, So, I kind of want you to elaborate because I know your story, but can you just kind of, you know, give us a a story or give us what happened with um, the passing of your daughter and how that has kind of affected you um, since it happened?
1: Okay. Well, to begin... <clears throat> um, Aubrey was a stillborn. Um, her mother's service was unfortunately unweak for her to carry the baby. Um, we had went into the emergency room one evening and of course they ran out of tests and they gave us the only alternative that we had was for her to have the baby because her cervix couldn't hold her. Um, That had to be one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. With that, it, it changed me. It tore me apart because the one thing that I wanted had literally just crumbled in my face. So, pretty much she just had her stillborn and her service was too weak to carry the baby the full term. So they said it was either going to be her or the baby. So, oh. Yeah. oh. yeah. So
0: how many weeks was she when she went in?
1: Oh, Do you remember? <sighs> if I remember correctly, um, i think we had we had just found out that we were having a girl maybe three four weeks after that i'm not gonna be a hundred percent sure but it was it was it was a little ways out because we knew what we were having we have named her and it had to be a few weeks after that 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 happened that happened yeah
0: oh my goodness Now, see, I didn't remember that. And when was Aubrey's birthday? Because I remember it's close to Isaiah's.
1: Aubrey's birthday is just one of those days. Hold on. It's one of those days where like a month before it it really just starts creeping up and you know how you just get real, real, real sad. Yes. So Uh.
0: I know. I know. I go through that same thing every and even 11 years later, I still go through it. Like, I it's literally because Isaiah's birthday is April the 22nd. So right, like literally right after my birthday, mm-hmm. it's like shutdown mode for me. So it's like don't be mean to me. Like, I apologize for anything that I may possibly say to you frame so i i completely understand um because her birthday is april 19th see i knew it was that 19th and 22nd so i knew yep. it was close no,
1: it's April 19th. so
0: yeah so what does grieving your daughter look like for you Now, like, do you still actively? Are you still kind of like actively grieving, or? I mean, I think we're all still always actively grieving in the process, you know. But what
1: does it look like? Man, for me, grieving is grieving is. I'm not gonna say it's an everyday thing, but is it's one of those things that I see on the regular, because you know sometimes I can say, oh man this could have been Aubrey or, man, what if Aubrey was walking, talking or, you know, she could have been a Girl Scout. Grieving for me is different. You know, it's, it's something that I see, something on Facebook can trigger it. But it's, mm. it's I don't think that it's something that's ever going to go away because I'm always going to have that what if or
0: yeah.
1: you know, it's just, for me, I can't, I, it's, like you say, it's different. It's, it's different every time. Sometimes, like I say, I can see a little girl and I can just say, oh, man, that's a cute dress. Like, how would it have looked on my child? Or I see another little girl, her name is Aubrey, and I can say, oh, man, that could have been my Aubrey. But grieving is is, is difficult sometimes. Because I always have that what if moment. Yeah. So. It can, it can lead to tears sometimes. It can lead to. It can lead to frustrations. It mm-hmm. can lead to. Anger. But I have to. You know I have to. Tell myself okay. Just because she's not here. Doesn't mean she's not here. Right. Exactly. So those are those are some of just the basic things that I go through.
0: Now did you guys like when <clears throat> she passed, did you guys do have a funeral or did you guys like No. What would, what did you guys decide we to do? We didn't
1: have a funeral because the hospital actually had some form of contract with the local funeral home where Mm-hmm. They would cremate um babies that were stillborns. So they cremated the baby and only thing that we had to purchase was an urn. Mm-hmm. So that was that was nice and sentimental. You know, it was we had a small little ceremony, you know, nothing big, mm-hmm. but it was just it was sentimental. I can say that.
0: Do you think that doing that changed a lot for
1: you in an aspect? Doing it, I have a few regrets. Because. Why? I, so when she had Aubrey, the doctor was like, do you want to hold her? Ooh. Me, at that moment, I could not hold her. Mm. And I regret that to this day, not being able to hold her, and when we had the 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 ceremony, mm-hmm. of course she was in the urn to me, I said, okay is i of course, it's not the same as me holding her, but this is me holding her in an urn, which I mean, like I say, I do regret the fact that I never got to hold her flesh to flesh. And I I, I should have, but in that moment, I couldn't.
0: I, I, I understand.
1: Yeah.
0: I do. That was, that's about the same comparison to me. I think the moment that I had Isaiah, I held him, and then I sent him away and I never saw him mm-hmm. again. And I, that is some, I would say I regret it, but it's just now to the point I can't, I can't get the image out of my head.
1: Yes. So yeah, it's like,
0: yeah. and a lot of things that, you know, still questions that we had unanswered, it was looking at, like when he came out, he didn't look the mm-hmm. same or, So that picture is etched into my mind and I just, I can never let it go. So the days that I freak out the most is when Mm -hmm. I see him. And that's the only way that I see him
1: is that way. Crazy enough, when she had Aubrey, Aubrey Aubrey had Mm -hmm. all her limbs. She had, you could see literally every facial feature possible. Mm -hmm. You can tell that she was going to be a little dark skin, little thing. And she was going to be long. Mm -hmm. So she had all of her features And as soon as she came out, she had a heartbeat. Um, So she was alive, but of course, she didn't stay alive long. But I still see her physically in my brain, clear as day, like it was literally two hours ago.
0: So she came out with a heartbeat?
1: she came out with a heartbeat.
0: So how long was it before she passed?
1: Maybe 15 minutes.
0: Oh my goodness. I am so sorry. Oh
1: my yeah, she goodness. She came out with okay. a heartbeat.
0: Look, I'm trying, and now I'm trying not to cry. My goodness. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah,
1: she had a heartbeat coming out.
0: Oh, I am so sorry. So I know, you know, Father's Day just passed and her birthday passed. Granted, that was April mm-hmm. and June. So, is there something that you actually do with her to, or do to
1: celebrate her, like her birthday? Oh, my or... birthday. I always celebrate a birthday. We celebrate a birthday because, to me, that is my first child. You mm-hmm. know, and I never want to ever feel like she isn't loved, or I didn't love her, but she mm-hmm. is I have to celebrate her. Um the first year we actually went and got a bear made for her. And the bear literally sits at the head of the bed. She sleeps. She that is all for little chocolate baby. Aww. Um Father's Day on the other hand. I I I'm not gonna say I dislike Father's Day. I'm not gonna say it's one of those days that I despise. But it's difficult. It is it is a difficult day because you have those people that say, hey, are you OK? Or, you know, Happy Father's Day. Like. Do you have kids? You know, I, how do you I, I honestly never know how to answer that to certain people, because with that is like, OK, um yes i had a kid but my child passed no i don't have kids but my kid passed like i, I never know how to answer that question
0: i i ooh i understand that completely you no know, and it's cuz it's like you don't know who i don't want to say you don't know who genuinely cares but it's like I think I've got to the point now, not even just to to hijack or say that, but I think I've gotten to the point that if I don't converse with you a lot of times, like on a regular basis, I I don't, I don't acknowledge Mm -hmm. that to to other people. So like now I have kids. So yes, I am a mother, but prior to that, I, I would, you know, no, but a lot of times you know, because, like, even now, I still wish you Happy Father's Day, because you're my friend. So, and I know the situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of my other friends prior to me having Lauren and Aaliyah, they would still tell me Happy Mother's Day, because I did have Kit. I did have right. Isaiah. He he is my child, so he did make me a mom. And so, for me to tell you, I know you don't like Father's Day, but you are a father. And so,
1: and I appreciate that I appreciate that from Mm -hmm. the genuine people like you said that mean it whereas you know I just don't want hypothetically the neighbor saying oh happy father's day because I know your baby died like I I don't want that because to me it's a bunch of malarkey Mm. like are you saying it because you really know I cared and I loved my child or are you saying it just because it's a day of the year yeah so that's yeah. that's how I feel so even
0: going forward do you think at any point you might embrace Father's Day a little bit more
1: you mean as far as me personally is yes Can I embrace it? I think going forward, I, it it will get better
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I'm growing and I'm getting, you know, more understanding of that. I still, I still am a father. I made a child. I named a child. So to me, right. it will get better. You know. You know how some people say, oh, it's going to be all right. Like To me, I feel like the only way that it's going to get better is time. Yes. Like It's, it's not going to get better tomorrow. It's not going to get better in two days. It's not going to get better in three days. It's going to take time. And a lot of people really don't understand that.
0: Mm -hmm. yes I agree wholeheartedly because that is the the one thing that I think it was harder for me to understand because a lot of times people will put a timetable on your personal grief and me and you have definitely have conversations about Mm -hmm. this like sometimes you just you gotta get through the motions of acknowledging what's going on and you know you're not going to get over it
1: Mm -mm. in a day.
0: Most definitely not. Like like I said it's been 11 years and it's taken me like it took me literally probably four or five years not to cry almost every day or every other day. So granted at year 11 now I'm at the point where I can I can now talk about it and not cry. Or I can talk about it and give somebody else hope or not be afraid to have these conversations with people. But at the same time, it's like, do I really want to just keep having these conversations with people? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want... like For me, it was always like, every time I talked about it, it made me feel like it was an immediate... Uh, immediate pity party and I don't want that. I agree. With That was the the roughest part of just being talking about that whole situation because I don't want a pity party, let alone if somebody else is standing near me or near us having this conversation and then it becomes a big pity party and I'm like, okay, let me figure out how I'm going to leave this conversation real quick because I can't do that.
1: That's me. That's me like, okay. I really don't want to have this conversation (laughs) with y'all no more. So either I'm (laughs) gonna not say nothing else, or I'm just gonna exit stage left. Exactly. So you just (laughs) yeah, it can it can be one of those conversations that can be really, really, really aggravating to me, and it can change my mood. Mm. So (laughs) funny enough. Every time I go to my grandparent's house, there's a pot outside that has flowers in it. it it's Aubrey's, Aubrey's flower. No matter mm. what kind of seeds my grandmother puts in that flower pot, they always grow. Really? Yeah, and is to me, that's like, okay, that's, that's the serenity of her just saying, okay, yeah, I'm okay. I'm growing. I'm living. I'm okay. Oh, and you
0: see it every time you I go I see over it there. as
1: soon as I'll get out the car. It's sitting right down on the a, porch. That's beautiful. I mean, I, I really didn't have anywhere else to put a flower pot. So I gave it to the one person I knew who had a green thumb. Take right. care of it. Yeah. Of course.
0: Let's see what happens when you're going to have to take Mm-mm.
1: it. She ain't going to let me take it. She already <laughs> said it. She said, no matter where I go, I, I can't take, I cannot take that flower pot. Oh. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry. You can't take that flower pot from
1: us. Oh, no. (laughs) Funny enough. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the story of that flower pot. Okay. That had to be six months after Aubrey had passed away. Mm -hmm. I won a flower pot. You won a flower pot? I won a flower pot, and I had no idea... I won a flower pot and I don't why I'm trying did to you? think why did you I'm win? trying to think <laughs> how did I win a flower pot? I was at work and I think we did I think I did like a raffle with one of my customers. Okay. And uh-huh. I won I won a flower pot. It came with some other stuff, but to me after I looked at the flower pot, I didn't care about nothing that was in the raffle. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I won the flower pot and the raffle. So, to me, it's a sentimental flower pot. Right. So, uh, my next question
0: with you is, do you feel like fathers don't get enough recognition when it comes to this infant and child loss situation? Yes.
1: I, I will. Let me, let me, let me rewind. Fathers do not get enough credit. They now.
0: D- let me let me double back on that too. Do you think it's society, or do you think it's the father's? It's a, not. Don't say the father's fault, but do you think it's more so leaning on society not recognizing it, or is it more dad's not showing the
1: emotion towards it? It's both, because mm. think about it. When, when a child is lost, most people say, "Oh man." you lost a child you're going to be okay they're not realizing just because you didn't carry that child mm-hmm. you're going to cry you're going to hurt you're going to mourn and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that because they expect a the man to be strong they expect a the man to be upholding you know no nobody's right. going to check on him like hey how are you today how are, how are you? How's your mental right. state today? You know, and and those things really need to change, because of course, being a black man, they're gonna say, "Oh man, you don't need to cry. You'll be all right. You can make another one." It's not about making another one. It's about I I'm, want right. I that want one. that one. It's about losing that one in that moment. You know, and it 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 hurts. You know sometimes I need that I need that comfort I need that reassurance i need that I need that shoulder to lean on granted, I might not say much, but in the same token, sometimes it's just being able to lay on somebody and just feel the affection that they do care All right so I really do feel like society has hurt us when it comes to fathers mourning. Now is now now, now let's 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 change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I had a stillborn. <clears throat> let's mm-hmm. say if a natural death happened, they are the same mm-hmm. thing, correct? Yes. It's okay for me to mourn a natural death of a child, but it's yes. not okay for me to mourn a stillborn of a child.
0: You can still mourn in both situations. It's still a, a, still it's a still loss. It's still a
1: loss. Correct. But like I say, a lot of people see it as, okay, with a stillborn, I can make another one. Or I shouldn't be Somebody has
0: up. really kind of said that to you? Yeah. <gasps> are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've,
1: I've had people, I've had some of the most idiotic people say things to me that really just change my thoughts around a lot of things. Like I say, that is frustrating.
0: What are some things that people have said to you as you know, knowing your situation, what have they said to you? All right.
1: Believe it or not, very few people know that I had a daughter. Mm-hmm. Till the to this day, if I make a post about Aubrey on Facebook, everybody's like, "Who's that?" or "Where is she?" You don't post pictures. Mm. So, but anybody that truly knows me knows. Okay, knows what knows what happened. What happened. They know if I were to have a child, me and my child would be all over Facebook. That's if you truly know me. Everybody knows that I love children. Everybody. But I've had some of the most ignorant people say, you know, me being, you know, an open book, I will tell somebody. If you genuinely ask, hey, what happened? You know, I'll tell you. But then you'll say, oh, well, she's okay now. Like, I mean, it's it's not that she wasn't okay in the beginning. You know, or right. someone will say, like, like we said before, somebody will say, oh, you can just go make another one. It's not about making another one. Like, this was the first one. This was This is her own identity. So it's it's difficult when you try to explain yourself to other people and you're hurt. And they don't understand your hurt because they they don't have the they don't have the correct amount of empathy to understand. I feel like people who haven't gone through that don't understand it.
0: Correct. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree because it's the it's the worst feeling to try to explain to someone, or even with my experience with like my do- my doctors who told me, oh well, you know you can have another one, you'll never have one naturally, but you'll ha- you can have another one. You got time.
1: Yeah, it's it's not about time. And no, Aubrey Aubrey and. Aubrey's mother and I we mutually agreed mm-hmm. to not see each other anymore because when we looked at each other, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I seen Aubrey and her, she's seen Aubrey and me, and is it's difficult when you're trying when you're mourning the loss of a child. I can't mourn the mother. The mother can't, you know, comfort me because w- we're both dealing with the same loss. We both wanted the same thing. Right. So it it, it was hard for a long time.
0: And then just to even say like that, just to lose my child. And then, you know, we lose this relationship because it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And they always say a lot of times that with a lot of infant losses and stuff like that, it's really hard to stay in a relationship with people. Um, because mm-hmm. of it. And I, that was that was a situation. With, with my child's father. Because I couldn't. It wasn't even just more so that. It was. We couldn't. We couldn't grieve mm-hmm. properly. And it was like. I felt like we couldn't. We could never talk about it. Without being upset with each other. Or you know. Like just like you said. Like every time I look at him. I see. I see Isaiah and it it hurt. Mm-hmm. So just eventually just coming to that like, you know, we just, we
1: can't do this. Like, so I... I uh, yeah, and, uh, and another thing is when attempting to talk it out to me, I didn't feel like I wanted to point fingers like saying, okay, well it was your fault or it was my fault. And the conversations right. got real rocky because we both felt that way.
0: So you guys were blaming each other because of Yeah, the law?
1: We, we began to blame each other. It's like, well, oh. you know, we shouldn't have been doing X, Y, and Z. I shouldn't have been doing X, Y, and Z. And for a long time I did blame myself because I'm like, oh man, well, I could have done X, Y, and Z different. Maybe, right. maybe it would have worked.
0: Did you guys try to do any kind of like counseling or anything like that afterwards?
1: No, we we didn't, and I think that that was another issue because we didn't try.
0: Did you not try, or did you not know?
1: What do you mean, not know?
0: Because I'm gonna be quite honest, like in when we first went through it probably like within the first six months mm-hmm. like I didn't like I I think they I don't know if they record I don't think they recommended me to go to therapy or maybe my doctor did and it was just I don't think it was the right time like I didn't I didn't know I didn't know about therapy, things like that. Like I didn't know, I thought therapy was just for crazy people. Oh. I, I think that's, I think that's more so where I'm going with it. Like I, I really assumed that therapy was for crazy people. And by that point they were trying to call me crazy. Mm-hmm. So they had sent me to these doctors and then immediately the day I went in, they wanted to give me pills and I was like, no. So it was like, that's, that therapy kind of canceled itself out mm-hmm. immediately after that. Because I didn't want to be looked at as a crazy person. But now I think therapy is the best thing since Kool-Aid. Because if I would have dealt with it, or if we would have dealt with it then, I don't think it would have hurt so much now. And I think a lot of things would be different. But I don't know if I would be at the same outcome that I am now versus then. So that's what I was saying. Was so did, did they even offer that option? Like, did they offer that option
1: to y'all when that happened, or did you guys just? No, I, no, we really didn't even get that offer off. We didn't get that offer to us, um, mm. because we we really didn't know. We really didn't, and I think if that had been an option, things would have been different. Mm. I believe. Yeah, you. things would have been different.
0: Mm. well you have answered all of my questions and I honestly appreciate you for opening up and sharing your story with me and that's all I got oh you're welcome
1: I I appreciate you for genuinely caring enough to ask me these questions because most people you know like we said will take it and run with it so I mean, it's, it's greatly appreciated. You know, I do value our friendship and I value the efforts that you've made to care.
0: Thank you. So if I, so, to leave on a note, what would you say or what kind of advice would you give to dads who are going through the grieving process with a child loss or a stillborn or any, any of these losses?
1: I'm going to say don't give up. I'm not going to tell you that it's, it's okay because it's not okay. But work through it because you're going to deal with this the rest of your life. But what you have to do is you have to think about the positivity of what it could have been. That's, that's really all it is. Take it one day at a time. Because trust me, if you take it from no one else, that has to be the hardest thing in the world. Just take it one day at a time. Don't let anybody else tell you that you can't do it because you can. You can. I love it. You can do it.
0: I love it. Well, I thank you, man. You're welcome. All
1: right. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> what a wonderful conversation we had. I wanted to add that i came across an article um in regards to it's actually a father's day article that acknowledges grieving fathers and throughout it has so many great points but there was one specific part that i wanted to share uh with you guys um in regards to fathers um so the quote on a ring says so this father's day remember the men in your life who are grieving to help you know how to support a grieving father on father's day i create the care model and care stands for consider ask recognize and empower so it goes through and it gives all this information in regards to what you can do but the part that really got me was the e and empower so the e in here it says Empowering someone has a profound impact and one of the best gifts you can give to a grieving father on Father's Day is empowerment. And simply put, empowerment is the authority given to someone to do something. It's about giving a grieving father the permission, encouragement, and support to grow confident in their voice, control, and rights in the midst of grief. Never underestimate the power of permission and empowerment. Here is how you can empower a grieving father on Father's Day. Encourage him to speak about his baby experience and feelings. His story has a place in this world and he has every right to give words to his experience. This is tremendous power in sharing stories, both for the grieving father and for all the other grieving fathers looking for a connection. Empower him to ask for help and support as he needs it. Let him know that you are willing and informed about how to support him as a parent, a parent caring to term. Let him know that it is okay if he needs help in the form of professional support like counseling and support groups. Give him permission to not be strong every minute of every day. Remind him that there are people who want to enter in and that are and that there are resources available to him. Encourage him to practice self-care. Whether that is getting enough sleep, exercising, eating well, or not throwing himself into work, self-care is critical. Remind him that self-care is not a sign of weakness. Remind him that he is feeling overwhelmed by the weight of his responsibilities and grief. There are still people by his side when he is ready to lean on them. Empower him to advocate for his significant other and baby following the diagnosis throughout the pregnancy, during delivery and life after loss. Connect with him, uh, connect him with resources so that he can ensure that he is fully informed and equipped with the tools of the birth plan. Encourage him to see himself as a father, no matter the circumstances. Validate his experience and remind him that he is in fact a father empower him by giving him permission to grieve give him the freedom to grieve how he needs to for as long as he needs to impose no expectations or timelines on his grief support him as he carves out a legacy in order in, in honor of his precious baby so i leave those here with you guys that if you know of anyone who has gone through um a miscarriage an infant loss stillborn whatever the case may be, Um, even though we hug our moms, hug the dads too, because they did lose someone in this journey as well. So I leave you here and I hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time on Journey from Infertility. Bye guys.